0: What is going on? And welcome to another episode of the Beyond Red podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we are joined by Aaron Rush of the band Plainview. Plainview is a five-piece emo band based out of Southeast Michigan. Ironically, Aaron actually recently moved away from michigan so i was talking to him from south carolina but these guys are super stellar awesome music it's it's just got so many reminiscent vibes of great bands that have have laid this awesome foundation for a genre that sadly kind of disappeared for a while and these guys are really filling that void and bringing a new flair to it so i'm really excited for you guys to hear me talk with aaron and get to know him he's super rad guy and just awesome music awesome people super excited for you to hear this but before we jump in remember to head on over to instagram facebook wherever you're using your social media go and find plain view there show them some love tell them who sent you because like i said they deserve some love these guys are awesome and also go over to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to music, add these, these guys' music to your Spotify playlist, to your Apple playlist, share the heck out of it. They deserve it. So go do it. And you know, while you're at it, you can always meander over to the podcast, social media, send some love that way. If you want, I'd love to hear from you, but even more so to YouTube, we are starting to grow a little bit there um, you know, sharing the heck out of it always helps. And, uh, we're starting to get some good content out there, a little bit more consistent over there as well. So, um, thank you for those who, who are checking out the podcast and without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, dude. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me.
0: Yeah, dude. So I always like to start out, you know, just let you give, take a second and, uh, tell the people who you are, something unique about you that, uh, that people may not know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm Aaron, I play guitar in uh, Plainview. Um, The rest of the guys are currently uh, in Michigan in the studio recording uh, some new stuff that we're going to be releasing uh, hopefully very soon. So that's exciting. So uh, just me today, but something interesting that people uh, would be surprised to know about me is I live in a different state now than the rest of the guys in the band. Uh, I live in South Carolina. I moved here in February. I'm from Michigan originally. Uh, you know, obviously much like the rest of the guys, but they're there. I'm here, create some unique, uh, challenges, but we work through it, man.
0: Yeah, man. So, uh, what, what brought you to, to South Carolina?
1: Yeah. So I grew up coming down here and like water skiing, wakeboarding on the lake and like visiting my aunt and uncle and cousins. And it Heck was just yeah. one of those things like my whole family's from Michigan. One aunt moved the cousins moved and then i was like mm, I still shovel snow this sucks and I was like, so uh, it was like the least emo vampire thing to do was to move to a state where it's like sunny 300 days a year yeah um, dude but we did it, man.
0: i love it dude which which part of south carolina did you move to
1: uh, like near charlotte south oh, carolina's like it's incredible
0: yeah my uh so my sister in law lives in in rock hill and then oh okay, uh, that's where I live. yeah okay awesome yeah and then one of my best oh, wait, friends we're, lives we're in rock hill um, I mean, not
1: to be super specific, but
0: I don't even know. I just know they're near, um, what's the name of that, that, uh, gas station. There's like a, there's a gas station that's unique to, uh, to South Carolina that okay, cute uh, uh, something cute. Yeah. QT. Yeah. QT?
1: Yeah.
0: So they that live near cool. one of those. I don't know.
1: They're all over. So we're probably relatively close. Yeah. To near and one I'll of
0: those cookout. and near cookout, which is of one of the best things about the Carolina's cookout is just. The There's a
1: cookout down the street. Yeah, yeah that was a, a new thing coming from Michigan, like Metro Detroit. I'd never heard of cookout. I was like, cookout. And then I was like, oh, once I've had it, I was like, dang, cookout slaps. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude. One of my favorite things about that place is they freaking as many toppings in your shake as you want for no extra freaking charge. Like,
1: it's like the subway of milkshakes.
0: Yeah, it really is, but, dude. I I flip it. and then you got obviously the cheer wine which you can drink which is amazing.
1: I do, dude, there's just so much good stuff. There's about a there. lot of good things. And the other thing I didn't realize too cuz Michigan's got some good good foods. You've got a lot of like different foods especially in um like the part of Michigan that, you know, Plainview's from, there's a lot of really, really good, like Middle Eastern food and Mediterranean oh, food and stuff. Oh, sick, yeah. Um, and there's really not a lot of that here, but there is a ton of barbecue, which Tons. you don't even think about getting in Michigan. I mean, there's some barbecue, but... It's
0: not, like, not real, not I'm sure.
1: <laughs> but I, I do miss shawarma. That's like a, a big thing. Like, Dude, well, shawarma's
0: but, good stuff, yeah. man
1: we, we go after it.
0: Yeah, dude. That's awesome though, man. So you've been enjoying it. I'm assuming
1: rock Hill. No way.
0: Yeah, dude. I, uh, I heard that, uh, that the Panthers are bringing their practice facility out there to rock Hill. So they
1: are, man. it's, it's, it's a big deal. There's, there's some stuff in the works and there's something about, I was hearing on the radio just this morning too, about the Hornets coming, the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know much about what's happening, but I
0: mean, Rock I Hills, mean, Rock Hills bumping, man. Cause yeah, my brother-in-law went out to uh Winthrop university. So that's why they ended yeah. up moving out there and they just stayed. They just loved it so much. They stayed. That's so, awesome. It's
1: yeah. oh, a beautiful area Winthrop's not far from me. So that's, yeah, that's dude. pretty cool. we probably very
0: close to each other. Yeah. Li- literally you would be because he's like, he, he would walk to school sometimes. So it was pretty darn close to where he's at a couple miles yeah, maybe. That's, that's so
1: crazy.
0: yeah, man, that's, that's funny. Yeah. That's Cause for me, my wife and I were looking into moving to, is it, uh, Fort Fort Mill? Fort Mill, just right up the road, yeah. right? Yeah, we were looking
1: literally just other side of the bridge. Yeah, right
0: exactly. Yeah, cuz one of my best friends, he lives up in in North Charlotte. So he's on the North Carolina side, and so I was like, dude, oh, I got to get boy. out there, man. But it's There's it's people. tough, man. Like with uh with all my with like my parents and then my mother-in-law down here or over here in Utah. It's like, ah, it's hard to leave, you know. But
1: Totally. We're we're in Utah.
0: I'm in Payson, little tiny town, South Let's go. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's about as far south as you can go before you really are in the middle of nowhere, you know? OK, cool. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I say that when I a lot of people, if anyone knows Utah, there's like it's I-15 is like the one freeway that goes to the entire state. And that's where right. all of the population is. Right. So it's like right. you've got north that's basically Idaho and then you've got Salt Lake, which is where a ton of people are. And then you've got further south, which is Provo is like the next major city. And I'm, I'm about 20, 30 minutes south of Provo. And like I said, once you get past us, it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's about 10 miles to the next stop, you know, 15 miles, 20. And then you, and then, you know, you, you get past those few towns and then you're literally just desert until you get to like Cedar city, St. George area. So Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Well, uh, like I said, man, thank you so much for joining me because I obviously have been able to uh to check out the music and it's laps, bro. It's killer. Um thank you so much. So much cool stuff going on. So so tell me a little bit. Obviously, you guys recently released something, right? But now you're in the studio to get some more stuff. Seems like a pretty darn consistent thing because you got 2021, you released something, 2022, yep. you got something. So you guys are pretty active, so so tell me a little bit about the band. You know, just a, a quick backstory of of how long you guys been around, how you guys got started, and then then we can jump into all the dope music.
1: Sure, sure. So, um, you started. uh, I broke my hand and I was unable to play guitar, and I was just like, "Okay, this sucks." I had three pins in my hand, and oh, I was just like, uh, "That was another." That's a bigger story, but I had three pins in my hand here, like going through and. They put them in and pulled them out while I was awake. I was just like, okay. And so what, I you were my, awake my, for it? Yep. So I, oh. I had the pins in my hand and then um, I had a cast on over those so I couldn't like do anything. But so literally I just had like four hands. They're like four fingers free. That was like kind of all I had. And I was like, okay, I guess whatever. <laughs> um, and it was like the end of like the sixth week where I was like about to get it off. And I was like, still had the pins in my hand. And I was like. That I could play guitar right now. And I was like, okay, maybe not. Maybe I can only use like two fingers. And so I wrote the first riff to uh, the first song that, that plane you put out. Um, we'd all been in bands for years. Uh, and I just wrote the simplest, stupidest riff that you could play with two <laughs> fingers um, because I was all, I literally like so easy. You could play with a broken hand. Cause I literally <laughs> did it. <laughs> And so
0: uh, I need to learn that riff, so that way I can like make people think I'm real good, you know. That's right. That's right.
1: It's (laughs) it's it's super simple. It's two notes, right? That's awesome. um, Because of that weird freak accident that I thought was like such a terrible thing, uh, ended up putting me in touch with everyone in the band, Um, and then we released our first EP in 2021, uh, and then released uh, Nightlife, the current EP in. 2022, which is just a, a few months ago, um, and then now we're, we're gearing up to go on some tours, do some festival dates this summer, which are announced, and um, kind of get into the, to, to that whole scene. And so we we needed a few more singles uh, that we wanted to get out in time for that. We kind of moved some release schedule stuff up, so uh, they're they're tracking some additional things for later in the summer. And the stuff that's coming out early summer is you know happening already, so. Yeah. Yeah, That's playing to you in a nutshell.
0: That's incredible. (laughs) And had you known the guys before, before starting the band or was it just kind of like happenstance?
1: So it's weird. So, um, we were all in bands in like the same scene, Mm -hmm. but didn't super know each other. Um, I met Steve, Steven would come to my band's shows when my band that I was in first, um, we didn't have driver's licenses. Our parents were driving us to shows. Steven uh, was like his parents were driving him to shows. So it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, we know we're like the youngest ones here. So it was like everywhere <laughs> I would go, there would be this Steven guy who would be coming to like come see my band play. And he was like the other guy who was super young. We were like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, years went by. He ended up being in a band with Andrew. I was in a band with Chris. And we were like, we were all the most productive members of those bands where it was like everyone was contributing and that was great. But like we always were the ones that were trying to like push it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were just like, let's just megazord this thing and you I know, love join it. It together. And they were like, you have a broken hand. You can't do anything. And I was like, wait till I get this cast off boys. And, uh, <laughs> And we just, we got along super, super well. It was a ton of fun. And then we met Zach um, through our, uh, like one of our tour photographers, uh, Jacob Myers. Um, and that yeah, shout out to Jacob. He he crushed, you know, all of our videos so far. He's done all of our, our promo work and videos and stuff. And he introduced us to our drummer. So close the loop, man.
0: Dude, that's incredible, man. And uh, so you guys started in beginning of 2021,
1: somewhere around there? Yeah, yeah like uh, it was like, End of 2020, early 2021, like
0: okay. COVID time. Yeah, right. As you're realizing, bro, I've got a broken hand. I'm out here shoveling snow. I gotta get out of freaking Michigan. That's right. But I've got to make some music, but I can't because I got a broken hand. So now you're like in in like this miserable place, got COVID. Just go yeah, dude. Everything's kind of just coming to a so tee. Like, I'm just
1: gonna make the saddest music I can think to make, and I'm like, dude, we need some old school emo music. Is what we I need. I mean, to and dude, that was right
0: that was the fun thing, dude. Like I so obviously the first EP quite a bit harder, a um, little bit yeah. more intense than the second EP. Um, I was just like, dude, this throws me way back, you know, got the census fail vibes in there. You got the Silverstein vibes in there, you got the Saleson vibes in there. And then the newer stuff, there's, you know, a little bit more of the poppier side of, of each of those. And it's just like, dude, this is, this is where it's at. Cause it's like, it really like it's, it's a void that, like even those bands aren't filling themselves anymore right because silverstein their new right. music's fantastic but it's nothing like totally. discovering the waterfront which is kind of what exactly. i what i would kind of like put you guys in that era right and then the self-titled sales album like that type of like obviously vocally that kind of helps right one of having
1: favorite, the, one of my favorite albums of all time oh same here dude just that Seosin album.
0: That Seosin album was like so incredible <laughs>
1: Yeah. It, it, and I think it was, it's that the songs were there. It's not just that like it was a vibe and it was, you know, the tones were good like the song structure. Like everything in that like Howard Benson, Mike Plotnikoff, um Chris Lord-Alge, like era, um like those three guys churned out an entire generation of kids favorite albums. They did 3 Cheers for Sweet Revenge, they mm-hmm. did um the second and third starting line albums. They did, um, so that is, uh, move along by all American, all American rejects. rejects.
0: Oh, dang. Uh, they did
1: the sales album. It's just like, it's crazy. It's kind like of like
0: what, uh, Seth Henderson is doing nowadays with uh, a lot of the pop punk bands. Exactly. And, it's like, uh,
1: it's like, having Travis Barker on a track. Now it's like, then that was like the, the, the combination of, of success. And it's like, you're so right. I love, um, the new silver scene stuff. I just saw them actually relatively recently with Bear Tooth. Um, Dude, that would be and, such you know, a heavy show.
0: That'd be crazy. That
1: was great. It was so, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a blast. But it was funny because like I hadn't heard a lot of the new stuff, but I knew all the old stuff. Yeah. And the new stuff, I was like, it's so different. But so I different. Love it. It's totally good. But Plainview doesn't want to be that band that's like stuck in the past. But we also want to give kids an opportunity now to like feel that feeling that we all felt when we heard like translating the name for the first time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. that feeling. Um, and there's just not a lot of bands doing it. There's a few, which I think is sweet, but it's weird. Emo's back, but in a totally different way than yeah. it was. Yeah. Cause uh, it's,
0: it really is interesting. Cause you're right. Like it's, that's something I noticed obviously is is you aren't stuck in the past. It's nods to the past with with obviously one of the big things that always stands out is production quality has improved so much. Even on even a, on a lower cost production, it's so much so much more to it. So much more full. And there's there's a lot that I think that's why a lot of these bands that that used to make that other type of music, like they've, they've started experimenting with so much more. And so like with Silverstein's new stuff, it's, it's much more full. There's so many more elements going on and it obviously helps when, uh, when you're, you know, your lead singer is also a producer who, right. who just knows a bunch of different things. And, and I mean, that's exactly. always helpful, but, but yeah, like you're right. It is, it is a different era. Cause even, um, you know, the, the new Mike chem, uh song right. it's it's very it's very much a completely new era of of emo and like even pop totally. punk is in a new era of pop punk and it's like it's a very different world now but it, right. it still needs that original that original kind of i don't know like there's something there's so much heart to that music back in the day man
1: sure sure well i appreciate that you think that that plain view can even kind of be in that conversation in any capacity. That's that's <laughs> super cool. Because those are you know those are our like you know God tier bands where we're like, oh my gosh. I mean you look back at the three cheers era it's like they they literally nailed it from first to last, nailed it. There's so many bands that just crushed it. And then smaller bands too there's a band called Cawderize that was from Canada um that was just incredible. And there were so many bands like that that we were just like man, even like you said, even those bands now we can't expect them to keep doing that kind of music forever. But who is, and like who's carrying that on and who's furthering that conversation and like who's moving that like in a direction that is familiar? Like what if it didn't go the more like core route? What if it went just more emo? Um, And so we just, you know, we think it's cool to even just, you know, say our piece. Well, it it
0: is really cool, and it it's cool too. Cause like one of the best things, one of the coolest things about being having a podcast is I I'm I was actually talking to my brother in law about this. Like he was telling me about these different CDs and stuff, and I, I'm like I haven't even been able to really focus a whole lot of my attention on on the bigger bands releases because all my attention is focused around the bands that I'm having on the podcast, and so yeah, I get to right, hear a Chris. bunch of new music but it's, it's not necessarily what's being released. Basically the only bands that I'm keeping up on, like in the big bands are like state champs, their new album and pretty much anything by real friends. I will drop everything and listen to Um, pretty much obsessed with them. But, uh, but like a lot of it's focused on these smaller bands and it's really cool because I've, I've had the opportunity to, yeah, dude, I've had the opportunity to talk to so many bands who are filling these, these voids, right? Like, There's this this old um, kind of uh, um, drive through records vibe, right? Oh, nice. There's there's bands filling that vibe with like the Taking Back Sunday sound or like the the early November type thing, you know. Um, And uh, and then you've got you guys now are probably the first one that I've found who's who's kind of filling that that more melodic post hardcore emo sound where it's it kind of bends multiple genres that. Right. You know what I mean? And so it is a lot of fun. And for you guys, when you, when you first started writing music, I, I'm imagining it just, it, it just came pretty naturally that this was, Hey, this is the type of music we love. This is the type of music we're going to make. Um, did you guys all come from the same background?
1: Yeah. So we did. I mean, everyone's obviously got their own unique kind of twist that they, you know, they brought in yeah. but generally like there was, there was a pretty common home base of like 2004 to 2010 Vans Warped Tour bands. where yeah. any of us could say damn near any of them and we would be like yep 100% I know exactly what you're talking about and so if you listen to the first EP Stranded in a Sombre Space I think you can tell at the time we were all listening to a lot of like Gideon a lot of counterparts mm-hmm. but we had grown up listening to Sayosin and From First to Last and you know stuff like that so it's like i think you can hear that but then we pretty quickly like in recording that we realized there was so much more that we could do from a melodic standpoint mm-hmm. than we could if it was like majority screaming which is what the first ep really was and yeah. i think now we, we really found the sound of like you know there's some songs that like screaming's in there like completely lonely it has you know quite quite a bit yeah. of screaming in it um for a band that kind of doesn't scream. Um, but we, we kind of just navigated into the more, you know, melodic based stuff. And I think now you can hear a lot more like the use my chem kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's cool. Yeah.
0: Even yeah. And, and, uh, definitely like I definitely caught the my chemical romance vibes. I, I guess I brought up senses fail because they did a lot of that, like very totally. little screaming, but they brought in a lot of the heavy chunky guitars. Sure. Um, and, uh, and it is really cool what you guys are doing to to bring that music to to bring it back um and uh when you guys were you know recording writing and and recording the first ep um where like what motivated you to change from that harder because obviously you said you know well we we feel this we we feel that there's a void here in the melodic side but how did you guys decide to to say all right let's kind of shift gears We're we're really early on. Cause you know, that sophomore album or EP is always kind of a scary one anyway. Right. It's like, you're, starting, yeah, to get, totally, you're totally. starting to grow, starting to get some fans, starting to get some traction. Now it's like, ah, we're actually going to kind of shift gears on you guys. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so for us, like the, the the fans and the support has been crazy from, from the first EP to the, to the second one. I mean, the first EP, we put it on, we were like, Oh, people like it. And like, it did pretty well. We were like, Oh, okay, yeah. that's, that's cool. And so then we were like a little bit nervous when it, it came to, you know, working on nightlife and everything we had signed with new management. And there was just a lot of like new things happening with Plainview. We were like, we kind of aren't screaming as much. I wonder how people are going to like this. And yeah. the response has been incredible. I, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think it was as divisive as we thought it might've been. You know what I mean? That's cool. um, But the the shift for us really just came from feeling like, there was, I think, we just were writing songs. We were like, we were trying to force screaming into them. We were like, this is stupid. Like, yeah. are we going to scream just to say we are? We're not serving the song. Shut up. Put your eyeliner on. And the song. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like that's that's what this needs. Yeah, it needs to just crush it. And so Stephen was like, okay, and he sang a few lines. And we were like, do something like this, and um, we were like, okay, yeah, that's that's the vibe right there. 100%. That's what we, we all kind of had this one where we were like, that's the sound we all know is super familiar, but there's something new to it and we've got to explore it. And we, it's kind of where we're still at.
0: I love it, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's helpful when you've got the, the really high tenor voice. Cause it yeah, it yeah. does, it does, you know, kind of the Kellen Quinn, that, that ability, this, you know, Cove Rebber, that ability to, to kind of, it, it changes the entire feeling right like totally because you are able to take the screaming out and still kind of have something there that that a lot of bands can't really mimic sure. um and sure. so obviously you guys are, are i mean his voice is stellar so it kind of helps right
1: <laughs> that's right well i will i will make sure that um well i'm obviously they're gonna go back and you know watch this afterwards but uh i will let him know that you said that
0: yeah. I mean, like I said, when I listened through everything, just it, it, it is funny because, um, in the second one, it did feel a lot more natural, the, yeah. the, the flow and the, um, cause even like if you listen to all the backing, what you did on guitars, what the drums were doing, what the bass was doing, everything is, is very similar between the two EPs. They have a very yeah. similar vibe, but it is, it did feel on that first EP. I did feel kind of caught off guard when I heard as much screaming as I did. I was like, it's great. But this great. new, this second EP definitely just is like, it's like stellar. It's
1: layered over Sayo Yeah, it's Exactly. Like- it was like this weird mix where we wanted something that felt for people like us that grew up on you know the kind of mall screamo emo post hardcore bands like we did we wanted something that felt very familiar without feeling stale you know mm-hmm. it was just like okay cool like no one wants to see a mychem cover band like yeah definitely cool. not I mean, maybe i do but like i don't <laughs> in that band you know what i mean like but now so that my chem is back something that was new, but familiar.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean you, and I mean, I'll just reiterate again, you guys definitely knocked that out of the park and and obviously, you know, like pretty dope that you were able to, to be a part of a, my chemical yeah, romance. I,
1: was, you know, I pinch myself every day. Are you kidding me with like the announcements of, of these festivals and uh, you know, the tours are already selling really well and it's just, you know, we're excited.
0: Dude, that's so incredible. And you obviously said you've been doing music for, I don't know, you. you yeah, long, since you were really time. young, before you had your driver's license. Some of us, yeah. you know, got our license at 16, some at 17. So I don't know, maybe that's where you were at. Yeah. But uh, um, when did you realize being a musician was, was in your future?
1: So I always wanted to be a musician before I could play guitar. I started learning guitar at 13. Um, and then I was in my first... I picked it up relatively quickly and I was in like my first band at like 14 and we were playing shows by the time I was 15. Dang. And then we did that from like 15 to, till I started college. So till I was uh, like 18 basically. Yeah. Um, and so we, it, that banded, you know, pretty well. We, we played um, a few of like the local Detroit warp Tour dates and stuff. Oh, sick. Um, a few years in a row we were uh, we had a song for like the Detroit Red Wings for a minute. It was like weirdly like high profile for a bunch of teenagers that didn't know, have a clue what they were doing. You know That's what I Incredible. Mean? Um, and so like, I got just enough taste of it where I was like, yeah, I could, I could do this for the rest of my life. Um, but of course I, I, I went and I, uh, I did get my bachelor's degree and my master's degree and stuff. And music was just kind of a gap. Like I always was playing for myself and I was in other bands and things just kind of for fun. But I wasn't sure that music as a career would ever be a thing for me again. Um, then it broke my hand. And then it just was like, okay, all of a sudden this this fun project band became too fun to not do. And then all of a sudden people started being like, hey, can you come play? Like, You guys are sweet. And all of a sudden people started reaching out to us. And all of a sudden we were like a real band and we were like, what happened to this? Like, fun like I don't know, but it's cool and we're just riding it.
0: That's incredible. And how, how random that a broken hand leads you to pick up a guitar again, right? You was know, like,
1: something even weirder. Andrew, our bassist had a signed poster from coming to see my band play. He and I had met at some point. I signed a poster for him. No way. had no idea. And he didn't tell me this until like years. You so know, it wasn't
0: was, weird. You know? <laughs> for two
1: years, but um, I've known Andrew for a little longer than that, but, Um, you know, after like Plainview was, was kind of going, he was like, dude, did you know I have a signed poster for you? Like we met at some point. And then also he worked (laughs) at the movie theater and I was there and he like, you know, gave me my ticket or, or, you know, poured my beer or whatever as the bartender. Like we had a weird interaction like that before where we had crossed paths weirdly and had no idea.
0: Dude, that's so funny. Super
1: weird. Yeah,
0: super weird. What was that band that you were in before?
1: Uh, it was called Gone by Sunset.
0: Okay. Sweet, man. If
1: you want to hear, you know, whiny 15 year old me, you know, I mean, doing, doing stuff.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I look back and I did, I just read the lyrics that I wrote when I was a kid and I was like, holy, oh, what the,
1: what was so what was bad. wrong with me? <laughs> it was all like, stab my heart because I love you. And then I'm like, Oh, it sounds like playing to you lyrics now. Sweet. <laughs>
0: dude. Have you, I'm, I'm assuming if you, if you're a true emo You've listened to Jameson Parker, right? Oh, 100%. Dude, I, that was like my existence yeah. for a long time.
1: It in your soul.
0: Right, yeah, dude. I'll chase the ambulance, like, it just like cut my legs off so I can't keep coming back to you. It's like, dude, the most amazingly emo lyrics ever.
1: So you know who, who has surprisingly great emo lyrics? I was I was just telling my wife this the other day is, is Pete Wentz had so many incredible witty one-liners. Like as a lyricist, I don't think he gets near enough credit. He has written so much witty stuff over the years. It's crazy.
0: Dude, he, he was kind of a weird, like he's awesome. He's like the anomaly. So I I was, it's weird. I was never a big fallout boy fan, Sure, but I was always appreciative of what they could do and what they would accomplish and stuff. But then you see him and he was always just like, he was almost like a, a metal head in a pop punk band. And right. it just, it just, he didn't seem to fit ever, but that's why he fit so well.
1: <laughs> like that's like how all of fall way is like, none of them belong in that band. And yeah. As a result, no one else could possibly be in it. Like, uh, Andy, super metal, mm-hmm. Joe, super into metal, Patrick show tunes. Yeah. Pink, hardcore. Like there's just like, that was their, their world. There's a, a video of I think it was it's I forget who I think it's someone it might have been the singer of Rise Against or something because they were all from Chicago and Mm -hmm. it was like Pete Wentz and the singer from Rise Against and I think maybe Andy on drums or something and they were in a band together and there's a a, like a a, (laughs) a really really bad like flip video on YouTube of them playing some skate park in Chicago or something I think it was called Arma Angelus. How cool would that be? Yeah. Dude, there's a little weird dose of uh punk rock history, bro. Like those are the, those are some of the
0: coolest when these kind of super bands form out of nowhere. Right. And then they, they really don't do anything with it, but they get a bunch of like high profile people make music and then just disappear.
1: Well, and this was like pre fallout boy. And oh, like, really this was like back in the this was in like 94. Oh, wow. like, Dang. Um, like this was them at like 16 years old. Cause they just, all knew each other. It was weird. Like Patrick wasn't even in it yet. It was, it was pretty cool.
0: Wow. And to see where both of those acts know, went, right? right? Like, Holy crap. Super cool. Super that I mean, cool. I guess, you know, when you hang around the right people, things are the right things happen.
1: <laughs> okay. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, totally. And well, the and they, I think they, they kind of brought each other, you know what I mean? As, as one band started to do well, they would bring the other one out on the road and vice versa. And yeah, that's, it's cool to see that. That is really cool, man. That's, I, We're going on memory lane right now memory lane that isn't even memories that we have it's just watching other people's <laughs> dude
0: honestly so like so like for me i i i i can like count a few times where i actually had really cool experiences like playing shows and stuff sure but like i'm i'm curious you know prior to to playing view so like I, I guess there's there's kind of like two stages for you what was kind of like the highlight I mean the fact that you had Warp Tour dates that you had your song featured at Red Wings games um I mean that's those are huge things sure. so I'm I'm curious what the highlights are from that era of of Aaron and what's the highlights thus far from this era with with Plainview you know for yeah. you
1: So that era was was crazy I think being being on the radio for the first time is a weird thing, just like turning it on and you're just on the radio (laughs) really weird. And then you start like getting texts and phone calls. Like that's a weird, that's a weird feeling. Um, but I think as far as, so that was probably the weirdest one then that's happened now for Plainview, but it wasn't the first time that it happened to me. So I was like kind of used to how it feels, but it's still, it's always weird. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, it was Andrew and I, uh, Andrew's our bassist and Andrew and I were at the Underoath spirit box. Every time I die, bad omens show in Michigan. Um, okay. But then every time I die happened. And so they weren't there and spirit yeah. box COVID. So they weren't there. So it was like bad omens and under Oath. Um, And so it was just kind of a weird night already. And Steven, our singer was supposed to come too because we were all just hanging out and we were like, well, let's, let's just go. And Steven didn't end up coming. So Andrew and I just went. And we're sitting there, we're we're at the show, um, we somehow get upgraded to VIP, I have no idea how that happened, but we're sitting there VIP, chilling, enjoying the show, and all of a sudden our manager calls us and is like, hey, you guys need to look at your emails right now. We're like, okay, so we (laughs) look, and we're like, oh, we're on Billboard, we charted, Like, not only is the song on the radio, but we charted on the radio, and we're like number 20 in mainstream rock right now, like, okay this is a good night. And then that was just like, that set the tone. And so then of course, Andrew and I, you know, partied like rock stars and had a bunch of fun and uh, it was sweet. But that, that was a really surreal moment. It was just like being there with Andrew VIP, awesome band, getting good news. It was just, it was sweet.
0: Everything came together. Which song was it?
1: I was like, so glad I broke my hand.
0: (laughs) Which song was it?
1: Uh, How much break can one heart take?
0: Oh dude, that's awesome. So that, that one's off of the, the new, yeah, it's the yeah. first song. Okay. Yeah. That's super dope, man.
1: Thanks. Yeah, yes, yeah. so that was that was fun and then, you know, all the the festival announcements and the tour scheduling started kind of rolling from that and uh just exciting, man.
0: Dude, that's incredible. And I mean, it all just stemmed from a random two the song that was written with two fingers cuz he couldn't use four.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's right. 100 and then just like getting getting all the, you know, getting the right people together and I mean, being in a band is so much work. It's so rewarding. It's so fun, and we've got a ton of people at this stage in our career helping us, which is great because um, it is seriously so much work. Yeah, but uh, it's a ton of fun, uh, and you get to do it with your friends. It's like it's a blast.
0: Yeah, dude. And uh, how hard is it? Obviously, I've I've talked to quite a few bands who who work kind of the remote deal. You know, um, how far how far is it from where you're at to Detroit?
1: Uh, flight. It's only an hour and a half. Drive. It's like eleven hours. Okay. So it's a long drive. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, we figured out the remote thing pretty easily because we started during quarantine, so we literally couldn't. We had like had to figure out, even though we were all like three miles from each other, we had to figure out how to be creative and write songs totally separately. Yeah, uh, and that's pretty much still how we write songs. Like yeah. we don't get together in a room and jam. Like, I mean, we do, we jam ideas, but it's like in front of the computer after we've already got something for the most part. Yeah, It's one of us starts, you know, demos out pretty much the structure of the song, sends it off and we, we just, everyone adds their part into it. And it's pretty rare that someone comes back and is like, Hey, I want you to change your part. Everyone's like, Oh, I love what you just added. That's sweet. <laughs> and then we're like, cool. That gave me an idea. Now I know what I'm gonna do. And then we yeah. just all of a sudden at the end, we like we have a song, we go to the studio, uh, we bang out, you know, however many we've got. Um we work with uh Mike Martinson from Boys of Fall. He does all oh, our sick. stuff. He, he did the last uh, both EPs. Um, super good. And, and he's got a really good ear for melody, and um, so he really helps just take the songs from being like 85% there so like really you know banging on all cylinders and dude, yeah i mean boys of fall
0: what a stellar band that is oh, dude so holy cool. crap I'm, I'm,
1: I'm glad you're familiar with them they are super super cool
0: oh frick dude like their newest their um who's last year they released something i think distance yeah incredible blew it's my mind because literally so good the dynamics they go from like one of their songs goes from this beautiful melody and just, and it just is telling this amazing story, this whole, right. all these emotions. And then this, the, you know, he plays the course once and then comes back. And then the next time it's just straight up screaming it. And I was yeah.
1: like, and just so talented. He's such a versatile vocalist. Yeah. And
0: like, blew my, my mind
1: work with, with someone like that. It's cool because because he's so versatile, because me, um, Andrew and I both do vocals as well mm-hmm. in, in plain view, obviously not as much as Steven does, but, um, Steven can, can run with Mike, like Mike can tell him to do something. And Steven's like, I can't do that. And then Andrew and I are like, you absolutely <laughs> and he does it perfectly the first time. Cause he's, you know, blessed <laughs> And then Mike's like, okay, cool. Now I want you guys to try this more. Like all right, now here's where you're wrong. And then sure enough, we get in there. And after a few times we were like, Oh, actually we can't do that. So he really pushes us like that, which is nice.
0: That's incredible, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that probably helps so much. I've talked so much to people in terms of what the producer can and typically does add to a band is huge. Uh,
1: The, the, the wrong one will ruin you and the right one will make you. Did you, you, if you've got
0: it, you said he worked with you on both EPs. We did, yeah. Okay, that's nice too, because as as they, you know, I, I feel like having that track record where they can kind of see that progress and see that journey, they yeah. they're they're able to kind of take you further along on that journey, right?
1: Totally. It's kind of totally. like, and, and he already kind of understood the vision of what, you know, what we wanted, but also what we wanted different from the first EP. Mm-hmm. Um, so because he was really open to like new ideas and changing things and kind of creating a little bit more of a, a poppy sound without it feeling like a different band. You know, you yeah. it to very much feel like plain view because the first EP did do really well. Um, we were, we, we were really like conscious of making it feel kind of cohesive. And so Mike was really good about working with us, you know, through that and keeping that vision.
0: Yeah. I'll bet, I'll bet that's why it did turn out so cohesive. Cause like I said, between the two, it's very clearly the same band. It's like, there's no doubt that it's still you guys, right? Right. It was just, I could tell that there was much more emphasis on the melodies, much more emphasis totally. on, on the cleans, right? Which I loved. I prefer that. Cause that's kind of where my mind, that's where my listening style goes, but that's, that's not everybody's, but I yeah. so totally. that's, that's incredible, man.
1: I think part of us too felt like we'll never be as heavy as the heaviest band. Oh, so what, what can we do to stand out? It wasn't necessarily like, what can we do? But it was just like, we aren't going to add anything super new. Yeah. With as far as like heavy things go. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to out scream Will Ramos. We're not going to like, <laughs> we're not going to do that. I mean, what, what can we add? And we were like the songs, man, that's where it's at. We can, we can write, solid songs and just, you know, bring that back. That's what we can do. Yeah. And so like the key to that is, you know, people listen some of the vocals first. Um, and Steven, that we were super lucky that we had a screamer who can sing. Arguably better than he can scream. And yeah. we were like, why are we not singing right now? Yeah. You're, you sound good. And the first time I heard Steven sing, I literally sat there and I was like, I looked at Andrew and I was like, you realize he sounds just like Cove from sales. Yeah. Oh my god! You kind of do. <laughs> and, and you're like, okay, well now you have to sing. I mean, there's just no option.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, those high, those high tenor vocals, man. They're just like that's crazy. They're so cool. They
1: I mean, it comes out of such a small human too. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, the biggest, most powerful voice out of the tiniest people.
0: Yeah, dude. I I am curious. What's uh, what's your favorite song off the new EP?
1: Hmm, it's a great question. Favorite song to listen to or favorite song to play live?
0: Um, oh, I didn't think I was just thinking the fa- your favorite one, like the one that you would, is, would say is your go-to. Okay. So I guess, I guess that may be different in different scenarios. So yeah, sure. give me, give me well, both. In general,
1: <laughs> then I, I will say in general, I think my favorite, uh, my favorite song on it is probably somehow simply because that song for me feels v- like home base for new view. It's got a little screaming. It's got, you know, melodies that I think are, are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really happy with how like all the guitar parts came out and just how like the structure of the song fleshed out. So I'm really, really happy with, I mean, all of them, but I I think somehow it just feels like home base. Yeah. It kind
0: of felt like the bridge between the two albums for me.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I really like somehow, do you have a favorite?
0: Um, I really enjoy, uh, let's see, um, let's see, is it feed from you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one I really dig. I think, I think I'm a little biased though, because when you, the first chorus, the intro to first chorus is very much Saosin. there was like this, sure. the drums and everything. And then you guys, it was basically like, Oh, this feels really familiar. And then you took it in a completely different direction. And I was like, I love it. I just was like hooked. I was like, it took me, so, it took something that I was very familiar with from the, the Saosin album. I don't know which I can't, I would have to like text you the song it is, sure, but sure. whichever song it is, it, it was like the drums were almost the same. And I was like, I love this. That was one of my favorite drum parts on that album. And so you guys That's did cool. that. And then, Completely took it in a different direction and just blew my mind. I was like, "I love I love it.
1: that. That's so cool. That, that that's a very unique response. I've I've not heard that once. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, because I, I don't know when I first heard that song, I was like, "Oh, this is this is really familiar to me." And then I realized, like, "Oh, that's why it's so familiar."
1: <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. Oh, sweet. That that's super cool. I uh, I think you'll definitely like the new stuff. It's definitely uh, it's it's not. I don't want to say too much, but it's, it, it's not going too poppy. I'll say that.
0: I love it, dude. Yeah. I'm excited. Cause, uh, I mean, I, I'm like I said, big, big fan of what you guys have been able to, uh, to accomplish. And I've, I've listened through the EP a few times. It, it opens up on just a banger obviously. And it closes on a, it's just a, it's a nice, it's, you know, everything's tied together in a nice little bow. And, and, uh, I think the EP is really good at displaying kind of a good range of, of capability that you guys have, because it does, yeah. it does go from very melodic on certain songs. And like you said, with somehow it was kind of the bridge. It was like, Hey guys, remember, this is still us. We're still the same band, right. but let us show you a little bit more of where we're going. Right. And it's kind of cool that you didn't open with that song. Cause it kind of, allowed for the you guys to tell the story right. I don't know it was awesome
1: well I think that's super important too because I, I think it, we're in like single culture now where like that's the way that you know this generation consumes music mm-hmm. is is through singles and I think there's something to be said for listening to albums the way that they came out like the artist put thought I think a lot of people maybe we don't think about that as like the artist put thought into what there's a reason that's track six. And the next one's track seven. That that wasn't just like, here's all the songs. And like you can listen to them in whatever order you want. I mean, you can, but at least for me, like when the first time I'm hearing a band, I want to listen to one song. And if that song grabs my attention, great. And then I'm going to the album and I'm listening song one, song two, Front and I'm listening to through it in that order. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's a better representation. It's it, it's the flow of what they're getting. And you might not like it. And you, at least that way you're getting an accurate, you know, this is what they wanted me to hear. And I'm, it's not for me. Um, but I think that's that's a better view maybe than just, you know grabbing song eight and being like, nah, I don't like this band.
0: Yeah. You know what I, mean? I agree completely. Cause there, there've been quite a few times where I've had that experience. Cause I am sure. a front to back listener. I, I am not a digital person. Like I, I have my Apple music subscription. Um, but it's, it's like, I much prefer a physical CD. Like sure. I, every time I go to a show, I t- typically I'm like, Hey, I've got a wife and kids, so I can't spend a crap ton on merch, but I will buy an album every single time. I'm like, I'll yeah, buy yeah. your album. I'll buy your album. And That's so awesome. I get, I have a bunch of physical CDs and I'm like, and it's just, there's something to me that, that you're right there, that experience of listening through. And honestly, there's two things that, that stand out to me every time I think about that experience. One is, the first time I ever experienced why front to back is the best way to go. And it was may the everglow, which is not right. Like not the typical, based on the music I listened to may the everglow by may is not the most commonly thought of album that I would is one of my absolute favorites of all time. But That thing was built to be a story and built to take you on this amazing journey. And I learned, I was like, there's so much thought that goes into this. And then I learned the same thing with uh, before everything and after by MXPX. And I was like, Hey, this one takes you on a journey too. And it's like, I was just blown away. I was, I was floored. And then the last thing that stands out, like the other thing that stands out is, is I loved those hidden tracks where it was like, you're listening front to back. Like this album is incredible. And then you're like, wait, it's still going. So you fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. And so you can find that, hidden track that's a gem usually just like an incredible song blows your mind so that's kind of like i am on board with you though man like that yeah. there's something magical about that journey that these because it is art right i think everything is art right the the totally. album cover is telling a story the order of the songs is telling a story and then the songs individually are telling their own story but there's kind of like right. that overarching um message
1: they're, they're chapters, right? Mm-hmm. So they've yeah. got kind of to feel cohesive and, and in the same world. Otherwise, you it takes you out of it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what I think is so interesting, and, and one of the benefits of doing like having like singles is artists can completely rebrand themselves from one song to the next. Mm-hmm. Now like, there's so much like versatility there, which as an artist is super cool, but. It, it also creates like this weird, cause I'm, I'm a digital listener just because it's convenient, convenient for sure. Yeah. Um, totally. Um, but I think it's, it's one of those things too. Like you kind of lose a sense as a, a listener of ownership mm-hmm. over the music. When Sad. You feel like you aren't like, there's not a physical thing. Like there's something very powerful about being saying, you know, no pads, no helmets, just balls. By <laughs> the album I ever bought with my money that, you know, my birthday money or whatever. And my mom took me to target because I was begging her that this is what I want. And I got that in a good Charlotte CD, um, young and hopeless. Um, I mean,
0: incredible. Those two albums are like uh, my right teenage yet, right? years, man. <laughs> and, and,
1: and I, I will never tell you the first song that I, uh, bought on my iPod. Cause I don't remember. Cause yeah. it's not, there was nothing tangible there. I didn't feel a sense of ownership. I didn't feel a sense of, I spent my money on this thing. This is a band that I am invested in and I own a part of, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you just check a band out on, on Spotify, it's like, like you're not tied to that band in any way. You're just, mm-hmm. you're witnessing someone else's world. And so I think it creates a unique, you know, problem for artists to solve of, in a digital age, how do you make people who don't feel like kind of part of your thing feel like they're welcome and 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 give them something interesting to hold on to? I, I think that's an interesting, you know, problem that artists today face.
0: Oh, I agree completely. And it's I, I, I'm like everything you just said, I agree with, because like, I also remember when you'd open up that that insert and you'd read the lyrics alongside. Oh, my gosh
1: and and there's additional little additional pictures in there that just build yeah. the world that build the vibe. Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, simple plans, a great example where they literally, they did like <laughs> so many photo shoots for each of their albums oh, and yeah, you favorite. go in there and you look and you're like, you know, they're, their their naked Beach Boys one is hilarious, and they I don't know if you remember any of the pictures, but like they had they were basically they had the the surfboard in front of them, and they're all standing as like Beach Boys, and it's just like there's right. like they had like ten or fifteen pictures like that, and I was just like, this is why this is why I love physical albums. There's just you get this experience that you just can't get right. elsewhere, and I think that's why
1: and you rip it out and you put it on your wall, yeah, or whatever, you know, yeah. along with you know however many other pictures that you just thought were cool, um, you know there's a sense of ownership that happens there. So it's like, how can we get that? How can we create that now? And, you know, I I think there's a lot of artists that are doing it well. Um, but you know, how do you make it more than just music?
0: Yeah. I think Apple music is doing a little bit with obviously they've got like the, I guess, uh, Spotify does it now as well, where the, the lyrics can go along with the song, almost like karaoke style. Yeah, Yeah, Um, and then, um, they've started doing live album art, which is really cool where like, it's, it's an interactive album art. So you kind of like, when you pull open the album, it's, it's more than just a static image, right. things like that, but it's still just not quite there for me, sure, but sure. it is, it is how I listen. Like you said, right. It's like, I mean, I'm not going to take a friggin' disc man to the gym and right, we're not going to yeah, do it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. But yeah, dude, I mean, what are you guys doing to like, to kind of bridge that?
1: Yeah. So I think, for one, um, just being super active on social media and like engaging with people. So we run all of our own social media. I mean, obviously like we have a lot of help for management in a lot of aspects, but you know, that element is to us like a very direct opportunity for us to mm-hmm. communicate with, with fans and everything like that. So we run all that stuff ourselves. So, um, if, if there's a comment, if there's a, um, a message or anything like that's, you know, one of us, Um, one of the five of us. And then I think too, it's, it's with merchandise. And I think the live show now is a really huge opportunity for that. It's like for, I don't know, I think you can, you can get creative and playful and like do things with the live show that I think hasn't really been happening. Like without being too theatrical, I just think there's ways that you can tie your album and your live show together. That isn't just like, I'm seeing five guys standing on stage playing (laughs) music. That sounds just like the record. Like that's not super compelling. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's about like creating a live experience that feels, you know, familiar when you're listening, you know, to the, to the record, but then there's, there's gotta be something, unique to that live experience that you can't get from listening to the album. You know what I mean? And so I think it's like offering little experiences and like little moments like that in the set that, that are really powerful for people.
0: Who, who are some of like the bands that you, you consider do it, like who do that well that have kind of like inspired you guys?
1: That's a good question. Um, so I think not to go back to them all the time, but I think my chem did a really good job of it. I think I, oh here's a perfect one of, of of a modern band. I think Ice Nine Kills crushes Oh my that. gosh,
0: they're incredible at doing that. Right? I, so, not my type so, of music, but holy crap!
1: Right, like there's that's one of the things that got me into them was so I I knew like the greatest story ever told and all that from you know back in the day like the the original version with I forget what the name of the album is but with the the red skull thing the mm-hmm. the old one before safe is just a shadow and then I I listened to safe is just a shadow and then I kind of like forgot about ice nine kills. And I was like, okay, whatever. But I was, I've always been a big horror movie fan. And mm-hmm. Andrew was telling me about, you know, Ice Nine kills and silver scream had just come out and they're doing this horror thing. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I'll check it out. At first the music, I was like, it, it's pretty good, but it was feeling like there was something bigger. There was the music videos that all connected. There was a story mm-hmm. there. Like there was, there was a thing that kept you in it. And the more I got into that, the more I started really listening to the songs. And I was like, man, these are great songs. And then uh, Silver Scream 2 came out and they just, they crushed that. Right. And then mm-hmm. with the live set, um, all the set changes and all the costume changes. And it just feels like there's this larger than life thing or the, the Black Parade is dead um, coming out on the gurney and like all that stuff is just yeah. super cool. Or there's this guy screaming Jay Hawkins. Um, he did, uh, you know, I put a spell on you back in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he comes out on like a talk show in like a coffin. Um, <laughs> it's just like all these little things with like a, a voodoo staff and stuff. It's just like, it's just over the top. But as soon as you looked at him, you're like, please sound the way you're about to sound. Like, yeah. I hope that that's how you sound. And sure enough, he comes out and he crushes it. And you're like, this is exactly the world I wanted to live in for the next three minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's awesome.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's something really compelling about those bands that that kind of take you on those journeys, and that's right. you. That is a very unique experience, and that's really cool. Like, I, I would I would love to see a live show of you guys. Is just to like kind of see what you guys are doing, and and obviously like, the cool thing is, every one of these bands were doing the same thing, even when they had low budget. So they figured out sure. a way to still incorporate it. And then obviously as it gets bigger and bigger, you get my chemical romance who ends up just like the top of a skyscraper playing this incredible, like black parade, like what the freak is happening. And you're just like such a cool experience. You're like, dang, I mean, the fact is they would have done something dope either way, but the more money, they just make the experience better for their fans, which I, I'm a big fan of that where they kind of reinvest in, Making the experience better for their fans, and that's totally. so cool.
1: One hundred percent. I think that's your your spot on. That's I think exactly what it's about. It's like the idea is a good idea, regardless of the scale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if if a band a band I don't think a band needs all the things we're talking about to be successful. I don't think you need that stuff. No. I think it's cool. I think it it can help, but if you see, you know a group on stage, just crushing it. I think there's just a lot of, there's a difference between seeing four or five people who are just up there playing music and having a great time. And there's a difference between four or five people who are up there telling a story to you for the next 30 minutes and Mm -hmm. like bringing you into some sort of world. I think that's so much more captivating and, um, it's fun. You
0: yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I saw, I saw Coheed in Cambria for the first time. Um, oh, live. Perfect yeah. Last, That's a perfect yeah. Example. Last summer. And I was just like, what the, and then, yeah. and then like my best friend, one, like one of my best friends, he's telling me, he's like, Oh yeah, dude, they've got comics. They've got this. And then I was like, they, they're, they've got an entire world, almost like freaking right. Lord of the Rings. They've got this entire world right. that they've created with all this stuff and all the songs tie into it. And I was just blown away. Right. I had no idea.
1: The totally stands. Like if you don't want to consume any of that stuff, you don't have to. It's still, like yeah, the music is good enough on its own to just for Coheed and Cambria, Coheed and Cambria to just be a band.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good enough. So good. But
1: if you want more as a fan, that's there for you. And I think, having that option is super rewarding. Absolutely. For, for, for fans.
0: Yeah, dude, man, I love it, dude. I could nerd out about this type of stuff all 100%. the time. But, uh, 100%. before, before we, uh, call it quits, I, I always love to end with just a, a few random questions. Do you still have a couple
1: minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Please let me, let me grab. I'll, uh, I'll, can I pull my chihuahua in here? Absolutely. He's looking at me like, why am I not allowed on the couch right now? <laughs> totally dude. Yeah.
0: Now. Invite him in. <laughs> Here's
1: diesel. What's up diesel?
0: (laughs) Reminds me of one of my buddy's dogs. When, when we were younger, I don't remember what the dog's name was. I just remember every time one of our friends would show up, the dog would hump that one person's leg. I just, it killed me. (laughs) It was just funny. (laughs) It was always the same person every single time. It just, and he looked, the dog looked similar to diesel. That's why. <laughs> All right, man. So this, uh, this first question here is because I'm a sugarholic and I eat way too much candy. So I'm always curious, you know, what's your favorite candy and or dessert?
1: Ooh. Um, candy. It's gotta be a, a chocolate of some kind. Okay. Um, what brings me unparalleled bliss? From a candy bar? <laughs> there's so many good options i love
0: Um, the word choice though
1: when you are hungry truly nothing nothing's like not to be
0: oh boy you're giving into the commercial
1: but nothing satisfies more than a snickers dude i love snickers have you had the snickers ice cream bar Oh. oh
0: dude that one right there is well, game changing. How have or... I had the
1: Snickers ice cream bar, <laughs> I go to Costco and buy the whole box. <laughs> dude. Yeah, they. Uh, I am. I am single handedly keeping the Snickers ice cream game afloat.
0: Dude, I I love Snickers, but man, that ice cream bar is on a whole other level.
1: Oh, yeah, so good. so incredible. What, what is your What is your sweet pick?
0: Oh, dude, it it changes so often, but uh, I recently discovered. um, the, I think it's, the brand is Albanese, A L B I N E S E. They do gummy worms and gummy bears. Um, one of the, one of the bands on the podcast, they told me about it and I just forgot about it. But then the other week I went and got some gummy worms. Oh my gosh, dude. Some of the best gummy worms I've ever had. Incredible.
1: It's incredible. They're yeah, they're in the, they're in the white
0: bag. There's a big white bag that you can find at like Walmart or Costco or whatever, dude.
1: Clutch. Yeah
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely uh like they were just such good flavors. So uh it it's kind of like that that right now is my is my top, but who knows, it'll change eventually.
1: <laughs> well,
0: love it. All right, dude. So uh so you obviously said you're a big horror buff, but this yeah. next one, if you can't come up with your top one, um uh, okay. you know I'll let you do your top three, but your favorite movie?
1: Ooh, yeah. Favorite, like one single movie is so hard. Um, I, I am going to go three. Um, Donnie Darko. Okay. Um, I know after this, I'm going to be like, Oh, oh I should have said that. Yeah. Cause I, I, I can't <laughs> figure it now. Um, if, if I had to pick a horror movie that like sums up like the type of horror that I'm, I'm interested in. I mean, like there's, all kinds of different horror movies. I like, but there's a, a horror movie called, um, good night, mommy. Um, Never it was it. originally a German movie. Okay. Um, and it was called like, I see, I see, which is, I think kind of their version of I spy in Germany. Oh, okay. Um, weird, weird horror movie about these kids who go off into the woods with their mom. Um, she's like a relatively well known, like you would recognize her face on TV type okay. person, she's like a news reporter or something. But she has facial reconstructive surgery. And then the boys are like, it's not mom, dude. And so <laughs> they start to like retaliate against her. And so you're you're half wondering, all right, are these boys fighting this monster and like this scary thing is after them? Or am I watching these boys like torment their mom?
0: That's oh my gosh. Really
1: messed up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't really know what's happening for like the whole movie. Uh, love that!
0: Yeah, that and sounds then, like the Uninvited. Have you ever seen that one?
1: Exactly, exactly. But, so so that, that was a yeah. good one. Those ones, ones always on creep me out. <laughs> and then um, Big Fish, because it makes me think of my dad.
0: Dude, Big Fish is a classic. It's so good. I love that Yellow Card basically did a song about Big Fish.
1: Oh my gosh! I know that movie. Like, it's so funny. Like, the more people you talk to. That movie is so much more popular than, than I think people realize.
0: I think it should have gotten a lot of awards. I thought it was really, really like this, the, the visuals were beautiful in the movie and then the characters were just so like bigger than life, which is kind of the whole point. Right. Which was awesome.
1: It's like, um, it's like Tim Burton's version of Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Like it's how it all that, that's that movie in my brain. And I'm like, Oh me, totally. I'm (laughs) in. So big fish is probably like number one.
0: Dude, that's a good one. I haven't thought of that one in a while, but I should, I should watch that one again. Have you, have you watched the new stranger things?
1: We are currently watching it. Oh my gosh, dude. We're not far into it. We're, we're only uh, we just finished episode three.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you're starting to get, there's, it's a bit more it's horror like, this season than, than the past. More, I've
1: already noticed that it's way more like horror oriented, which I think is cool. Cause that's yeah. not really something like they, I mean, there's been scary elements, but this has been shot like a horror. Yeah.
0: Movie. It was, this one's definitely much more terrifying than, than the totally. other seasons. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like the part in final desk, like in every final destination movie where like, they know what's happening but they don't yet know how to stop it, but they know that they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's like that drawn out over 12 episodes. So yeah. I am along
0: for the ride. Yeah, dude, I was, I didn't know how the episode breakout was going to be right. So I binged, like I was, it was uh Sunday night. I stayed up until one in the morning to finish the season uh-huh. And I thought that was the end of the season. I was like, this is the worst ending for a season ever. But then I found out, oh, July 1st, they've got more episodes. And I was like, oh, that makes it the best ending to this like little segment of the season ever. Because it was just such a cliffhanger. And I was so upset because I was like, I have to wait how long to see more? <laughs> right? That's so funny. Yeah, dude. I uh, I've been, now I'm, now I get, at least I have Kenobi to kind of tied me over, you know?
1: <laughs>
0: All right, dude. Last one here for you. Yeah. Um, obviously you, you talked a bit about, you know, going and doing water skiing and going outside being kind of outdoorsy, but, uh, what's your favorite non-music related hobby? Something you love doing that has nothing to do with music.
1: Ooh. Um, super nerdy. Are you ready? I
0: love it. I'm ready.
1: Um, so there's this thing this is gonna blow your mind. If you haven't heard of it, I'm about to send you down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Um, I'm very, very bad. Like I am an absolute novice, but I, I find the whole thing fascinating. It's called HEMA H E M A. Okay. It's historic European martial arts. And it is basically think of like fencing Mm -hmm. but with long sword. Okay. So so imagine being like, oh, I'm going to fencing practice and like go to like fencing tournaments and stuff. Uh But they do it with like, 15th century German long swords that are like big two handed swords Dang. and like spar and they have tournaments and they have everything. And they've got like, people are like specialists in certain things they are like, Oh, I specialize in like 18th century rapier and like dagger. And wow. they're like that's what I'm like really good at fighting with. And so it's just like, that's, that's sweet. Um, I shoot archery. That's a lot of fun. That's um, cool. I like playing with swords, dude. <laughs> dude. I
0: mean, that's awesome. I mean, it's basically like, like you're playing lost souls in real life.
1: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I I, I played Dungeons and Dragons, and I watch um I watched Lord of the Rings growing up. I'm like, this is just the logical next step. I mean, my, I've gotta
0: I've in gotta invest 100%. in it, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. How long have you been doing that for?
1: Um, about a year, not long. Okay, it was, it was it was kind of a COVID hobby. I you know what it was? I I stumbled upon a video, and it was literally just like a HEMA tournament, and it, so it just looked like fencing. But I was just like, these guys are hitting each other with swords. Like and they're like real swords. Like, I'm like, this is sweet. That's like, awesome. I want to do that. And so I was like, how do I do? it? And it turned out there was uh, like a, a place that was doing classes like an hour from me. I was like, I'll I'm do going. it. I'll go. So I'm, I, left my <laughs> thing I bought, bought all the gear, and then you know, it was really fun.
0: That's incredible. Just as long as it's not LARPing, you're good, man. Like that's
1: right, 100. There's a fine line between HEMA and LARPing. So I mean, 100%. dude.
0: I uh when I ran track in high school we would go there was this big field we'd go and do like these ladder drills back and forth or whatever and there was a big group of kids who would larp out there and there it was like dude like you just literally put a pool noodle on a stick right. and duct taped it
1: like I mean, like any like like dungeons and dragons look silly but i i like doing that i don't know i guess i wouldn't knock it till i try it but that's uh, true i guess i mean know, whatever whatever scratches the itch yeah maybe i'm
0: just a closed-minded i gotta be more open-minded
1: <laughs> hey you know what I, I maybe they'll challenge us to a duel and and we'll fight it out
0: Dude, I did did I don't know if you watched Hawkeye, but I did watch Hawkeye. Uh, I didn't watch it. And uh there was some some larpers in there and it was pretty funny. I was like There you
1: go. They, they made so, them human.
0: Was, they made them human. It was good. <laughs>
1: go. uh, what was the big one? Uh role Models? Oh, I never saw that one. Oh, it was so
0: good. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Well, bro, thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank you. This was fun.
0: Yeah, and before before I let you go, obviously tell the people what you got going on. Obviously, there's a lot lot of awesome stuff happening. So give them a quick update and tell them where they can find you.
1: Sure. Yeah. Follow us uh, on Instagram at Plainview official. Um, tour kicks off July 8th, the can't fake heartbreak tour with nearly spent. Um, if you're in the Midwest, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana area, um, check out between July 8th through July 17th. um, kind of starting in Michigan and then ending in Ohio where we're playing incarceration fest where they, uh, they filmed Shawshank Redemption. Actually it's an abandoned oh, prison, it's a big, you know uh, you know, rock and tattoo festival. And then in September, we'll be playing blue Ridge rock festival uh, down in uh, Virginia. So if you are in that neck of the woods or going to that festival, we will be there hanging out. We'll be playing Thursday, uh, September 8th there um, more songs along the way. And just stay tuned to, plain view official on Instagram and we'll
0: be hanging out. Love it, dude. You made it to the end of another one and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Cause it was really rad talking with Aaron, getting to know him. And uh, hopefully you've had a chance to check out plain because their music is super dope. And obviously you could kind of hear me nerding out about it a little bit in the interview. I really enjoy what I've, what I've been listening to with their music. So go show them some love, make sure you tell them who sent you. And if you're in any of the areas that they are playing shows, be sure to go hit them up, go meet them in person, go check out their music. Cause these guys are stellar, but thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed sharing, it is always helpful as well as subscribing to the podcast, subscribing to the YouTube channel, subscribing, you know, following on, on all social media. It's always super helpful. Anyway, until next time deuces.